0: Whenever national tragedies happen, like the one this week in Nashville, where a young lady who previously identified as he, him, when really she was a she, her, but now identifies as was, were, entered into a Christian school and killed six people. And then she was killed herself by the police department. Whenever things like this happen, often the elites will weigh in. Everybody weighs in, but it seems like the elites uh, feel like they have some sort of obligation to weigh in, and they do, and it could be celebrities who share their opinions, or it could be politicians, and as Christians, in the Christian sphere, we often see evangelical elites weigh in, and often I think what all of this boils down to, ultimately, is some kind of virtue signaling. They want to use things like this not as an opportunity to uh, comfort people necessarily or do the right thing or find some aspect of truth in this, but they want to use these things to advance some sort of agenda. And similarly, just like when events like this happen, certain people will speak up, other times when events like these don't suit certain narratives, like the, the culturally appropriate narrative, then we might hear silence. Uh, we might see things like this being twisted, like people saying something like, there were seven victims there. Like the shooter was also a victim because she had the, uh, the hallucination that she was a man. So she was a victim too. So we we might hear that, uh, but you know, as I focus primarily on the uh, the goings on in the Christian sphere, we honestly don't see that too much outside of progressive Christians. But of the Christians who are considering this themselves conservative, who might be uh, leaning in the direction of the the Big Eva train or. Uh, generally trying to appease the culture. What we're hearing is a lot of silence. And I think it's really important to keep an ear out for who says what in situations like this. The people you follow, even your pastor at church, it's very important to pay attention to where they're at on things like this. You know, I am a huge proponent of preaching on controversial cultural issues from the pulpit. I think it's biblically necessary. I have an episode on that that I did just recently. I think applying scripture to current events is not only something that we're allowed to do, but something that we are absolutely required to do by scripture because that's what Jesus told us to do. And I argue for it in that previous episode. And so pay attention to the things that, that people are saying. If if there are certain evangelicals, uh, popular evangelicals, evangelical elites, who would typically get up in arms when a shooting happens and say things like, you know, we, we really need to love our neighbors and think about, Passing some sort of laws on limiting uh, people's access to guns, but then when something this uh, like this happens, maybe maybe they do the same thing, <laughs> um, or or whenever something happens uh, like a shooting, maybe they don't even do that, but maybe they're just like, oh, this is a tragedy, uh, you know, a crazy alt-right extremist killed so many people, but then when something like this happens that doesn't fit the popular leftist narrative. And they don't have that exact same response, which would be fair. You know, we we ought to have the same response. It doesn't matter who exactly kills who. If, if people are unjustly murdered, it's a tragedy. It doesn't matter what skin color the people are. It doesn't matter what the people believe, if they're Christians or not. It's always a tragedy. And... You know, it's especially a tragedy if they're from some group that you care about. You know, like I think the shooting hit my wife and I particularly hard uh, because they were conservative Christians. They were at a a church and I mean a a school and these, these kids were killed and, you know, we heard one of the kids ran out of a room she was in to pull a fire alarm in order to bring attention to the rest of the school that something bad was happening. And then she was shot. That's heroic, you know, if if that is actually accurate. That's amazing, it's heroic. And for some reason that hit me a little extra hard. Um, I think it also hit me a little extra hard because in a lot of cases when we see shootings like this or some sort of tragedy happen, we don't get all of the information released right away. And with this one, so far, we have pretty much all the information released. We know exactly who was the shooter. We know exactly who died. Uh, We saw the security camera footage. We saw the police body cam footage from both police officers who shot the girl. And the Nashville Police Department did a wonderful job at releasing everything as quickly as possible to answer people's questions, but also to potentially defend themselves from, you know, any kind of attack or uh, <laughs> any any sort of accusation that this might have been some other kind of Uvalda. And so it was great. And I think the longer the longer it takes for information to come out, if information is like slowly trickling out over the course of weeks, potentially the, the shock of the event kind of dies down, but we were literally getting videos the day after or two days after and significant amounts of information immediately after the event happened. And so it was fresh. And it's especially interesting when tragedies happen where the information does trickle out slowly. Uh, People have strong opinions on that, especially the elites. You know, the the elites want to try to usually cram whatever happens or whatever information or lack of information we have into their narrative. And it's ironic, I think, that a lot of the evangelical elites seem to be silent in a case like this where actually everything's so cut and dry. There was an evil misguided girl who murdered six people comment on it it's a tragedy offer comfort to your christian brothers and sisters about it it's a tragedy it hit a lot of people really hard but we're getting silence and so pay attention to who has historically been outspoken about things like this and then who is silent in this situation? Those are the bad guys. Those are the people who need to be avoided. And when you go to church on Sunday, pay attention to what your, what your church says about this. If they say something like There's, there, there were seven victims or if they give any kind of credence to the, the, the alphabet people agenda, it's a garbage church, and I don't feel bad telling you to one, if you have any authority in the church whatsoever, first, like what are you doing? Why do you have authority in a church that teaches like that? I mean, you might have theological problems. <laughs> if if you've been here this long, but if you just like snap to your senses and you're at a church like that, you know, you better fight tooth and nail to change them or until you get kicked out. But if you don't have authority in the church to do anything about it, leave. Go find a better church. Now, I don't think your church necessarily has to preach a sermon on this. Uh, they might not even have to bring it up. You know, I, th- I think your church should mention it. It's a tragedy. It's horrible. I think the job of a pastor is to shepherd their congregation and if people in their congregation are affected by something that happened nationally in, in a large way then they need to be saying something at least encouraging from the pulpit about it like i remember going to a a really (laughs) a bad church go figure uh at the time of the previous election and you know the election was really close and uh there were you know there were like talks of uh of election fraud and and nobody really knew what was going on and i think at the time that sunday that we were at church maybe it you know they had like tentatively said biden was going to win but really it wasn't sure and everybody was tense and everybody was tight and this uh stressed and this church in particular was very politically diverse you know you could imagine it might have been 50 50 democrat republicans which as i've said before uh That's not appropriate in a church. You shouldn't have political diversity. (laughs) Because your politics are based on your values. And if you take your values seriously, the, the values of the left and the values of the right are entirely different things. And so, a lot of Democrats do not belong in a church with a lot of Republicans. You know? But... At the time, we went to this church for a very short period of time just because we were jumping around to different churches. And I just remember, you know, there was like a a tenseness in the air. And the pastor didn't say anything about the election. Nothing. And I was thinking to myself, you know, even if he wanted to be winsome, then he could have said something like... You know, hey, I know everybody's stressed out right now, but remember no matter who wins, God's in control. Yeah, you could at least say something like that. Not even something partisan, you know? I think in a situation like that, you absolutely needed to be partisan, but yeah, but he didn't even he He did nothing, which was the worst possible thing to do. But in a case like this, uh, I think the worst possible thing to do would be to say something affirming of lgbt in a church contrary to uh you know actually speaking on the tragedy of six christians being murdered right but what's pretty close to that is ignoring the issue completely and again like i said you know your your church is allowed probably to not say anything about it but I think they should. I think you should expect them to say something. It was a tragedy. But, um, you know, just keep your ear out. That could be a potential red flag. This Sunday, just like the Sunday after the election, is going to be eye-opening, hopefully, I think, for a lot of people who are in bad churches. And maybe their pastors like, hey, you know, we don't want to hate trans people in response to this. And you know, maybe that's true as far as it goes, because this one action of this horribly mentally ill person who wanted to murder Christians is not indicative of all of the other mentally ill people who believe they are an opposite sex than they are, who don't want to mass murder Christians. You know, the, the, the relation is they're all mentally ill, but not all of them are murderers. <laughs> you know, so, so we definitely don't want to get into the boat of assuming they're all murderers. They are all mentally ill, though. But we don't want to hate an entire group because the the action of one person. That's true. However, I think if you emphasize that over the tragedy and supporting your congregation and shepherding them, then there is a serious problem happening. And hopefully, this will be one more situation that will um, help open the eyes of people in, in our culture today and move people, you know, I think... I think division in situations like this is good. We want, like I would love there to be more churches that were very clear that they're leaning left. I would love it. I also would love more churches that were very clear that they were leaning right. I think these churches that are wishy-washy somewhere in the middle are useless. Because it it misleads people, you know, nobody knows what they believe and and you're refusing to talk about certain issues. It's crazy. It's insane. And so I think, you know, division is valuable because it allows people to know what side people are on. And that's exactly what things like this are doing. It's exactly what the pandemic did. It's it's precisely what these shootings are and these these events. It's what Roe v. Wade being overturned did. So many evangelical elites after that happened, said, yeah, it's pretty cool, but don't forget the mothers who are suffering that desperately want to kill their babies. We need to support them and show them love. Ah, you're missing the point completely if you say something like that. So I think this is another one of those events that's going to give you a chance to see what side your church is on. If you don't already know, like I know what what side my church is on. And you know, if, if you know what side your church is on and it's the wrong side, then you know, look for another church. And if they're on the right side, then amen. But if you're not sure, keep your ear out because this will be an awesome opportunity to maybe get some clarity on that. Happy Sunday tomorrow. And I would love to hear what you think and what happened if you leave me a comment below or send me a message on Instagram and I'll catch you next time. God bless.